naked shamanism. Welcome to With Insights Radio. I'm your host, Iggy Garcia. I will take you on a journey across the universe through shamanism, metaphysical, and holistic. So sit back and relax and enjoy the show. Ready for the show. About to take off here in a minute. Takes my hat a little bit. All right. Welcome, everybody, to Iggy Garcia Live. Of course, I'm your host, Iggy Garcia. But like we do, I would like to start off with lighting a candle. Get this going here. This candle represents our ancestors, everybody who's come before us, everybody who's left the foundation and created space for us and help us get to where we need to be. As we move forward through life, uh, we remember those who gave, those who contributed through blood, sweat, and tears, and through, you know, biology. Thank you, guys. And we're going to light a little bit of Palo Santo today. there for a little bit while we'll do the show so um i hope everybody's doing pretty good we're rolling right across february here february's um i don't call it the halfway point but we're kind of like uh in the middle of the month now you know today's the 14th valentine's day and um for those of you who are sharing with significant others um i hope you have a good valentine's day i hope everything goes well i hope that you uh, enjoy your day with your loved ones but um, here I'm just here to talk a little bit. Today, earlier today, I had a, a little talk, you know, with everybody on social media, a little bit about, um, you know, Turkey and Syria and and how I, I noticed on my Facebook profile, you know, when Ukraine was invaded by, uh, <clears throat> by Russia, uh, you know, I noticed that everybody was like on board. Yeah, save Ukraine, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, yeah. And uh, so... It wasn't that it wasn't that I was upset that I didn't see anything for Turkey, but I just it was kind of sad. It made me sad more than it was upset. I was a little disheartened to notice that my friends didn't have the same feel. Uh, I didn't see anything, or maybe maybe in quiet and silence, they were responding and they were acting according to help, you know, through donations or whatever means they can. But I just noticed that when it's kind of like a Middle Eastern or Arab. Arabic nation, uh, it doesn't get the same result. It doesn't get the same push or full. I mean, I could be wrong. I could just be speaking, you know, out of, out of turn here. And, but it's an observation. I just noticed that sometimes we've kind of been to some kind of degree. We just been kind of brainwashed a little bit to believe that some people are just the enemy and some people are not, are not part of our, you know, the human race. But I'm here to, to remind you that we're all humans and we're all here working hard to get along and to, to make it through life it's difficult as it is to be a human being and then have a an earthquake where thirty thousand people die you know and then hopefully you know i don't hear i haven't really heard anything from our government saying that we're going to sp- sponsor and support and help i really haven't heard anything from the un or anything like that so you know what about those brown people are we going to help them as well you know if we're talking about race color and we're trying to create this new uh this new world of you know inclusivity and unity and all this stuff that I always hear my friends talk about and throw around like, like it's tomorrow's new uh, jargon. I don't see it. I don't see it. I don't, I don't remember anybody in my group, my little circle even talk about it. Every here we're talking about, you know, the things that are happening at home, which is enough for a lot of people to handle to begin with. You know, you have, you know, political issues here. You have uh, a president's uh, situation, depending who you like. If you're Democrat or Republican, it's pretty, uh, for some people, it's pretty, 
you know, I'm with that group and that's with that group. Because I remember when, you know, all the conspiracy theories and all the people were sharing their ideas and information and stuff. I remember the group of people who slammed and fact-checked and went out of the way to make sure that their point of view was heard and that, you know, the people who were sharing the information were debunked or they were shown uh, differently than others. Now, granted, some things play out, some things they don't. We have this UFO and these balloons and stuff that are happening. Quite frankly, that's been happening forever. And, you know, that's one of the things you can take off the list because it's already happened. It's already occurred. UFOs have been on since forever. And, you know, it's like, what are we talking about UFOs? Why are we talking about this kind of stuff? When we got suffering people all over the world who are dying, who are trapped under buildings and, you know, who are suffering, you know, we need to send aid to, you know, to Syria. We need to send aid you know, to Turkey and these people who, who are, who are desperately in need of water and food and, you know, resources. This is the kind of stuff where humans have to stand up and put all political things aside, all political things, all religious and all these doctrines and all this dogma and all this crap, because that's the only thing that separates all of us is all these dogmas and all these, and all these, uh, these belief systems that we think that we're better than others or our God's better than your God crapola because in the in the interim you know if you want to see god at work if you want to see this holy spirit or whatever or whatever you are alignment with then make humanity play the part of the angelic realm to come and support and to help but you know it makes me sad when when we uh, exclude people because they're different than us you know a lot of times people just have a different way of living a different way of being and that's and that's okay and we should be okay with that. But sometimes I find that we're not okay with that because it's it's so different from our belief system. Religion, politics, all of it just hurts humanity, you know, in, into the place where, you know, we just kind of, we start doing things to other people. You know, the United States is the only country that I'm aware of, okay, in World War II that they dropped anything that remotely looks like a nuclear bomb, an atomic bomb on innocent people. On Hiroshima and Nagasaki. You know, I talked about that a little bit today. And I thought about that and I said, you know, was that the pivotal point that changed changed the war? For some people, yeah, that was the pivotal point. That was that moment where the war shifted. But I don't know, you know, to kill innocent life to prove that we can do it and we can we can we can hurt you. Man, that's just kind of crazy. The point is, why did we even get to that point? Why did we even get to that place? That's what nobody really talks about. These great awakenings, these great moments for us to to aspire to do better, you know, are right in front of us, but we don't do it. We don't do it. And I don't know, I don't quite understand why we don't do it as humans and why we have such dismay, dismay for other people in their different belief systems and their different ways of living. And it's really saddened me when I, when I look at it and when I feel about it, when, you know, when it's in my heart. You know, we're, we're in the crisis right now of creating you know, more destruction as humans. And I'm not talking about climate change or, or, you know, global warming. That's not, I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about, you know, when countries can't come to comprehension or understanding, you know, that people just want to be sovereign. People just want to live a certain way and not want to be dictated, you know, or marshaled or, or coerced or pushed into a situation where they feel like they can't be themselves. But this happens so much, and every day we see it. You turn on the TV, you see Russia goes into Ukraine. Ukraine is a smaller country. It doesn't have an army nearly as, no army at all for you compared to what went in there. Now, you hear all sides of the story that Ukraine is actually, you know, uh, a rogue country, blah, blah, blah. You hear all kinds of stuff. And you, as a human being, have to decide, what are you going to align yourself with? What are you going to believe in? You know, we talked about earlier this, this month has been uh, kind of crazy. <clears throat> I think that we, we play a horse and pony show, you know, <clears throat> they show us one thing and then something else has happened under here. And then things we don't even notice that have occurred. You know, they, they, they let this balloon float across our country, you know, and everybody gets all riled up about it <clears throat> and we're distracted and our minds are playing games on us and we're thinking all kinds of crazy stuff. Could they drop, could they drop a bomb with that balloon? Sure. Could they drop kind of chemical warfare with the balloon? Sure. 
you know, anything could happen. Humans are creative. Humans can do all kinds of crazy stuff. And now these unidentified flying objects came in. So, you know, people are saying, well, they're, they're aliens coming, you know. So you're going to tell me alien flies light years to the earth. And all of a sudden an F, F-16 comes in here and just shoots it down in two seconds. It just doesn't make sense. You know, my theory is that it's just a drone, you know, just a, like a drone, you know, like in Star Wars, that drone that floats around on the Hoth planet collecting information, <coughs> excuse me, and looking for, looking for that, um, that thing that, you know, which is human life forms. So the rebels can be, uh, you know, subdued, right? By the empire. But, you know, if that's anything, that, that would make sense. You know, that would make sense to me. But if it was a flying ship, you know, with intelligent life and they're just cruising through, hey, look, we're just here to visit. I don't speak English, so can't communicate. So we shoot it down. So <clears throat> that's one of the conspiracy theory. You can check off your list of balloons and UFOs and stuff. We were not that. And Americans aren't aren't really caught up into it like we think we are because we, we already know that exists. You know, like most of my friends say, well, we are the aliens that you seek or we've been here for so long you know but regardless it's about you know the state of affairs in in the world what is going on in the world well the world's a mess the world's a mess because humans just make it a mess we're no different than the little boy or little kid that leaves his room dirty and when his mom says did you clean your room and she looks underneath the bed or looks in the closet and everything falls out at first glance everything looks beautiful but when you just hide all your mess and you hide all your stuff, all your secrets underneath the bed, in the closet, it's going to fall out. So how can humanity succeed? How can humanity do better? <clears throat> humanity has to be more creative. Humanity has to understand that people just want the basic necessity sometimes to be able to eat, have clean water, you know, have clothes on the back, to heat their homes, to take care of their families. Not everybody aspires to be a millionaire and billionaire. You know, there are some of us who are fortunate enough to get to those those levels because we put in the work or someone put us there or, you know, our family was there before us. But those are the kind of things that happen. But a lot of us don't have those opportunities. But those of us who have something versus nothing, we do our very best, you know, to keep what we have, which sometimes is not very much. So if humans from, from day one have been screwing humans over for land for uh natural resources you know for you know you name it that's what humans have been very good at we're just very good at taking things away from other people we're very good to make people pay for something that is naturally inherently theirs to begin with you know we have <clears throat> all kinds of ways to uh do things but see we're in a, we're in a grid now we're in this lock now we're in this in this system we're in this system called fossil fuels the system of fossil fuel consumption is real it's not something that's just going to disappear one day and it's over no it's not going to happen like that because now we're we've created the system okay that operates and moves the machine through those sources of fossil fueling through those sources of fuel those sources of you know combustion now listen it's great to have electric cars. It's great that we're going to have, that we have solar panels. It's great that we have windmills, but all those things are constructed and made from factories that are consumed by fossil fuels. <clears throat> to build those things, you have to use fossil fuels. So this is something that will take a long time to integrate into the system if that's the way we want to go. Will, will we suffer if we don't have fossil fuels? We'll suffer in the, mean, in the interim. Because remember, Mother Earth will always do her thing. She's the one who's in charge. We're not in charge. <clears throat> when we when we start to understand that we're not in charge, that we aren't we are not as as big and bad as we think we are, then maybe we'll learn something. But see, we're so arrogant. Humans are arrogant, and I'm talking about all of us. I'm, there's not one of us that is arrogant to the fact you may come here and sit. Oh, but Iggy, I'm not arrogant. I take care of my. You know, you're you could be just as arrogant in that tone. And when you put down people who don't follow your rhythm of path of existence is humans have to also understand that, you know, this is a, this is a, this is a collaborative issue that we have to work together. This isn't something that we just, a few of us do. All of us work in the process of doing or we don't. 
you know, we're going to suffer. Be- the, the human species will suffer because we can't adapt. We can only conform. To conform and, and to adapt are two different things, my friends. They may sound the same. They may sound similar, but they're not. Adaptation means you will adapt to the environment that is there. Conform, to conform, it means that you will do what is needed to go along with the group in order for your survival. That's not adaptation. There's a difference. Conforming to something that you, that you may not even agree with, but to adapt to something <clears throat> because you, there's no other way to do it, because you need to find another way to survive, you adapt like animals, right? They adapt. And to conform, you're going to conform, you become a conformist or you're an adaptationist. You know, but most of us are conformists. We conform. We conform to the things that we think <clears throat> will benefit us. We don't adapt because we have to. We're forced to adapt when we don't have the we don't have the necessities. But in con- when you're conforming, it doesn't necessarily mean that you have you're lacking. You just want to be part of it, so you conform to it and you become integrated to it in the system. You send all your kids to school. Okay, that's not adaptation. That's conforming. You conform. You know, you all shop at the store, right? You're conforming. That's not adaptation. Adaptation means that you would go out into your garden, you would grow, and you teach others to grow, and you would all learn how to circumvent the system. But I'm a conformist. We're all conformists. We all conform to the environment that is around us because that's the only way we can survive right now. We're, 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 we're powerful with numbers. Humans are. Individually, we're very vulnerable, very fragile, very weak. That we don't see that because we've been integrated and taught that we're powerful and then that our minds and this and that. <clears throat> when humans started eating red meat and creating protein, their head got bigger, their brain got stronger, their brain power got bigger. But their bodies, their bodies didn't adapt very well. Their bodies conformed to the situation. The adaptation was that we as humans had to find ways to survive. And how we do it? The stronger ones in the group usually were the ones who led the weaker ones usually fell off to the side or went off into a different direction, different category. So this is what we do today too. This is what we do in this world. You know, we're doing this. Now we create these, these fictitious walls, these fictitious places, you know, we call it, you know, whatever you want to call it, politically correct, woke, and you either follow, you conform or you're left to die. Or you're just, you're not part of the group. You know, that's not adaptation. That's forcing people to do things in order to do. You know, history is one of those things that, you know, is very vital and very important to learn and to understand. Because when you cause people, because see, it's no different than what happened to the Native Americans, right? They were act, they were asked to conform. So they had to learn to adapt to a new way of living that they were never familiar with. Because they would either die the downside was a lot of them became slaves. A lot of them weren't in, incorporated into the system. A lot of them didn't even, understand, didn't even speak the language. So now we have groups of people now forcing people to conform to ideologies and belief systems that doesn't necessarily go with the rest of the humanity's belief. You know, it's a small minority that always creates the yelling and the hoopla in the movement on both sides on the on the extreme or the conservative it doesn't matter one will always trump the other one will always supersede you know so here we are we're moving through life and we're asked to see life differently because life does change life does move into its cycles and where we people we we evolve as humans we become different we see life differently but we're moving into spaces that they are very uncomfortable for people <laughs> And for a little bit moment, it'll be uncomfortable. It doesn't mean it's always going to be that way. Because eventually, things are kind of the way they move. They're either It moves with everybody or, no, or everybody just stops it. You know, so we're moving into spaces and places in ideologies and beliefs. But what we forget to acknowledge is that no matter who you are, what you are, how you see yourself, how you identify yourself, how you feel about yourself. We're still human beings. There's no, there's no, there's no getting out of that. There's no way to remove yourself from that. You can't just 
turn into something, but you can't turn into a frog because you want to be a frog. No, you're biologically a human. And when you understand that you're a human being, you're biologically a human, then you have connection. You have something you're a part of. You're, you're, you're contributing to something. If you remove yourself from the, the group or the way you look at things, then what happens is you become isolated. All right. In your own thinking, or you become isolated by the group or you isolate the group. And then you find your little troop and your tribe, and then you, you live happily ever after, whatever. But the thing is, we're getting into a really interesting place in history and interesting time, especially when I do my shamanic work. You start to see people going through these different changes and these different adaptations of themselves. You know, it's, it's evident that humanity will change, evident that humanity will evolve and humanity will do its thing. It's also very critical humans also find common ground with one another. And understanding one another. What happens sometimes humans don't do that because they just don't trust each other. They don't give each other enough credit. So many people have been hurt. Some people have been wounded. So many people feel a certain way. And then we carry this, this, this living dialogue inside of our body, inside of our cells that doesn't, give a, doesn't care about us. Or no one wants to listen to us. No one wants to give us the time of day. And for some, for some, for some episodes in your life yes that's true there are people who don't give a rat's ass about you or me or anybody they care only about their beliefs and their agendas and their and their systems so knowing that we have to figure out a way because you know we can't just they're not going to go away these people aren't just going to disappear they're not just going to go off into la la land and just vaporize and be gone and this is on both sides this is on both sides of the coin humanity is evolving Humanity is evolving through the creativity, the experimental, the ideology of the belief of the what we think is real. And what is that? It's because we have dogma, we have doctrine, we have religion, we have atheism, we have you know ways of uh, identifying ourselves. We have all these different things. Sometimes people like simplicity, and that's it. Leave it simple. Leave it at that. There are some other people who just like to complicate things, and that's fine. You can leave it like that and move on. But we as human beings must understand, even though we have our belief system, doesn't mean that everybody's going to believe us. Not everybody's going to carry that on. I can believe something. I can believe things about shamanism and that it's amazing. It's great. But that doesn't mean that everybody's going to follow that. Not that everybody's going to move into that category with me and be with me in that. No. To be different and to be in a, in a different belief system, so it could be a lonely place sometimes. And there's nothing wrong with being in a lonely place. As long as you know that, you know, people don't, won't see you for who you are and how you are. They will only see through your behavior and how you act. People don't judge you just because you look. People judge you by how you respond and how you react. Yes, first appearances will always trigger people's minds to go into a different category, but that could be changed. But most of the time, when people who have a different appearance, a different look, get triggered by the person who's looking at them and then... The person who's looking at them is like, says something stupid and off color, and it just causes a, a wild storm of stuff. But that's, 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 that's the price we pay when we want to be different. We have to understand that when we step out of the norms of society, how society has been structured and created, you will have these backlashes. This is a normal thing. You must ride the wave. If you're not willing to ride the wave, you're going to have a hard time. And if you're going to keep fighting and fighting and fighting, that never solves anything because you never win anybody to your side or to your point of view or your point of understanding. A lot of young people do this. You know, it's kind of like teenager mentality. You know, they just scream and yell and think that you're going to hear, you know, when you're yelling, the only thing you want to do is stop the yelling so you can kind of get an understanding of what's happening. But a lot of people don't stop yelling because baby, when baby cries, baby gets fed or baby gets ignored until baby falls asleep. And people are just hoping you fall asleep. People are hoping that you just go cry yourself off in a corner. But anyhow, so <clears throat> I've indulged myself in all kinds of information. And I've been studying and this is what I've been doing for the last month and a half. Because I find it's important. It's important to know what you're up against in what you're learning and what you're doing to be one-sided and just be opinionated to one point of view 
can landlock you and, the, and, you, and you just, that's all you know. But you also have to know how the other side works, how the other team plays, how how the other guy plays chess or the other person plays, you know, soccer or whatever. You got to know. You, you study, right? You know, I watch Fox News. I watch MM, MNS, MNSMC, whatever. I watch ABC. I watch CNN. I watch them all. It doesn't matter. How am I supposed to know how the other side thinks if I don't engage and learn and see how they talk and how they move and how they interact, what they're thinking, what's going on in their mind? Because I might surprise myself, you know. Oh, well, you know what? I never thought about that. But we're so, we're so, as humans, we're so like, nah, I don't get lie myself with that because you know what? Because that's that's what they want. They want to bring not you brainwash yourself every day. We brainwash ourselves every day. We hypnotize ourselves every day. Every day you're hypnotized. You're watching my show. You're hypnotized. You're engulfed. You're watching my show. Because all hypnosis is self hypnosis. You've hypnotized yourself to believe that the show's good, and it is good. No, just a you know you watch because I'm not afraid to speak what I think I want to hear myself say, not what I want people to hear. I don't talk because I'm trying to win one crowd over the other. No, absolutely not. I'm sharing my thoughts with you because I live in this world with you too. And I watch, and as a shaman, and as a leader in my community, in the work that I do, my clients are not just all Democrats or Republicans or, you know, right or left. They're everybody. I have to know how to talk to everybody. I have to know how to engage everyone painful as it is or not of alignment with it is you know when you get a massage nobody nobody asks you your gender nobody really asks you you know your political affiliation you just jump on the table and we all have the same muscles pretty much we all have the same organs pretty much we all have the same red blood pretty much and they you give permission for someone to lay hands on you and run energy through your body by manipulating the energy through the muscles through their hands to hope move and move that energy so you can feel better. But it's not necessarily about, you know, hey, what's what's going on? No. That's life is like that. You we life is like that. It's presented to us, we're laid on the table, and then we can absorb what we want to keep and we release what we don't want. See, a good student always I always tell my students it's a good thing to understand, to learn, to listen, and to then <clears throat> make your judgments from that. Versus giving your opinion that nobody asked for until they ask you, say, well, you know, I see it this way, but I understand that you see it that way. There's no need to be angry and frustrated because somebody else thinks differently than you. You know, because somebody else has a different, wants a different, you know, thing for the, for the group. You know, in the, in the end, the group will decide what's best for everybody because that's how we live. That's how humans live. We have, we have, uh, <clears throat> You know, we come to a consensus sometimes that we agree that we're going to do things a certain way. And the consensus is that we're going to travel, we're going to work like this, we're going to do this, we're going to pass this bill, we're going to do this bill, we're going to not do this, we're going to do that. But, you know, there's always going to be that one person's or people's, you know, who are just not in alignment with that, even with the consensus. And they have the right to complain, they have the right to voice their opinion. But the thing is, when consensus is found, which forces conformality, you conform. Now, the people who don't follow the con- the con- the conform- to conform, what they do is they go and conform with the other group, which creates an adaptation for them to all survive in the world, the same world. But we're all still drinking the same dirty water. We're all still breathing the same dirty air. We're still flushing our toilets you know, every time we use it you know, and sending it down the street to get processed and re-drink that dirty water again. And we filter our air thinking that, you know, these little machines we put in our house is going to satisfy and clean up the air. What happens when we don't have that stuff? What, how does your body respond? You know, too pure and too purified sometimes can be not good for us because then our body doesn't understand, doesn't create the, the, the right flora, the right antibodies to protect us and to share and to protect us from germs and bugs and stuff. It's okay to get dirty once in a while. I mean, not extreme dirty because, you know, some things will kill you. Some bacteria and some 
you know, viruses will kill you. You know, all of us have traveled these roads. Those are all of us who are lucky to be alive right now and fortunate to be alive. You know, we ran into a series of, you know, of, uh, <clears throat> we ran into a series of situations in the last three years where there was a, there was an epidemic. Was there? I don't know. People did die. A lot of people died according to the news media, according to the CDC and according to everybody who's in control. Cause I don't know. I almost died, but I didn't, you know, those who are, are falling over having heart attacks now, nobody knows why it's happened before people have died having heart attacks, playing sports and stuff, but there's an increased number now. We don't know why some people would say it's because of this or that it could be, I don't know. You know, we'll never know the truth because the powers that be will never tell us exactly why, because they don't want us to get scared. They don't want us to be fearful. They want us to be conformists. They want us to be lockstep in line. You know, they want us to be there. They want us to consume. There is none of us here. None of us. There's not one person here. You may grow stuff, but almost everybody who listens or watches or doesn't watch this show buys things at the store. It could be a couch. It could be a chair. You can be at the thrift store, but you're buying stuff. You're consuming. You're a consumer. We've been taught to consume. That's why it's called consumer. You are a consumer. You are an, you are a customer. And the customer is not always right in this particular system. They just want you to spend your hard earned money to buy more things. And they teach us that. If you have an iPhone, if you have a Google phone, if you have an Android phone, you are a consumer. If you're watching my show on your computer, if you're watching you, you are a consumer. I don't care how great and how wonderful you think we all are as humans. Every single human being, except for that really poor person, maybe who has nothing and, you know, finds everything that he can or she can in the, you know, the garbage pile, like you've seen videos. Probably is the public purest, more most sentient human being. Not because, not because they did anything special. It's just because they were born into a situation that they had no control over. And see, here we are. We're in the most powerful country in the nation. We're the mo most powerful country in the world, according to who you ask. But we have so many amazing opportunities to do so many great things. And yet we squander things in this country because we have so much. You know, when you have so much that you don't even know what to do with it, that you just, your mind just goes in all kinds of weird directions because you can't quite grasp onto the, you know, the gravity of how much we really have here. Our roads are drivable most of our roads, right? The majority of our roads, I'm just going to say it, the majority of our roads that where we all live are drivable. If it snows, there's usually salt truck, okay? There's usually a restaurant down the street. We have a lot of accessibility here in this country. A lot of accessibility. You know, we have a lot of accessibility. But we, we don't... We just don't see it sometimes because we're living in it. Now, I'm not here to shame you because you, you're here and you have this opportunity. But think about that. So we're going to take a little break. But what I want to say is go to my YouTube channel, subscribe to Iggy Garcia. Uh, it says it's good to be here. Look for that. Uh, you can find me on TikTok. You can find me on Instagram. You can also find me on Facebook. But subscribe to my uh, YouTube channel. Subscribe, subscribe, subscribe. So I can keep in touch with that. And so you can share. Send me a message through YouTube. Send me a message through Instagram. Either way. IggyGarcia.com. You can find all information about the work I do. And keep up with my events. And drummings. And classes that I share. You can make a personal appointment with me. And I can work one-on-one -on -one with you through coaching, 
through inspiration, intuitive coaching. So that's my shameless plug. So back to the show. So, you know, humanity is at a, and I'm sure this is, I'm sure this has been said a lot of times. Humanity is at a cost. Humanity is at a crossroad. I'm sure back in 1552, there was some other guy going, humanity is at a crossroad, you know? You know, we crossed the sea in 1492 and here we are. Now we're at the crossroads. We're going to do, imagine, just think about this for a second. Think about this. Think about this. And it's hard to grasp sometimes because we're so emotionally triggered and so emotionally charged in our lives and the things that happen to us and the things that affect us that we forget about all this other stuff. But it took a lot of people. Okay. And I, I do this every time when my show starts, right? It took a lot of people to get you here. A lot. Seven generations deep is usually what they say what it takes to get you here. You know? These are ancestors. These are people who you've never met. <clears throat> These are people who were doing stuff like you were. The difference was, here's the difference. And this is what I always find kind of interesting. The difference is this. They didn't have computers. Then maybe not even have a car. Maybe they're fortunate enough to have a horse, a goat, or a cow, or a llama in my case. They may not even have a home. But we don't think about those things that our ancestors laid a deep-rooted foundation for us. And yet we're over here crying, oh, life's so hard. It's so terrible. Well, I'm just suffering so bad because someone's yelling at me. You know, we have a lot of control in our lives. We have a lot of say what happens in our lives. What we don't do is we don't step into our power. We don't step into that power because of fear. If I leave, I have to start over. If I go, oh my God, what will I do? I don't have a college education. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh, 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 oh my gosh. And that's scary, man. I get it. I understand. But I'm talking about your ancestors who, they probably, probably had the same underwear, the same shoes, same clothes for long periods of time. Here, I have a lighter. They were probably going, you know. You know, I have a thing that charges my phone. This is a battery. It's overkill, but it's just for my tools too. You know, I have these ear bot, pod, bod, pods, whatever you call them. You know, I'm looking, I'm just looking here. Soap. Okay. <coughs> the biggest thing we have is medicine. The biggest thing we have is vitamins. Your ancestors didn't have vitamins. They knew how to eat from the ground. They knew how to forage. They knew how to hunt. They knew how to build things. So think seven generations of your family. And we're all related. We're all connected. This is the, this is the deep part. Because if you think about it, if we're, if you were to calculate every human being that's alive, there should be trillions of us, trillions. But we all have common ancestors, but we don't talk about it. We don't know it because genealogy has been displaced. Those of you who have done uh, Ancestry.com or me and 23 and all those things, it'll take you to the most prominent bloodline you have, your indigenous, whatever, to the 1% that's left in your body from, you know, and your siblings will have completely different. My sister has Neanderthal. And one of my sisters, I'm like, where did that come from? I thought it was kind of funny. You know, <laughs> nothing against my sister, but I thought it was kind of cute. I'm like, damn, I want some Neanderthal. That would make a lot of sense why I act a certain way, but I don't have it. I don't have it. It makes sense why she has it. If things start to make sense. We are the compilation of many people, let alone your mom and dad, your grandma, your grandma, your great-grandma, your great-grandpas, and all the people that come before you, you know? And it's just fascinating when you start to think about it, when you start to dig and... You know, every human being is their individual person. 
even with all the genes that have been passed down, every human being that sits inside that womb of the mother is an individual human. It's an individual person with an individual story to tell or to write and create. You know, if my mom wasn't able to birth me because of the situations that we had, you know, when she had appendicitis and they took me out and they didn't know if I was going to survive. So I was born twice in a sense, you know. The amazing thing is this. What if I had died? What if I hadn't made it? What if in that moment, my body, my spirit wasn't just ready to push? But a part of me fought, right? I mean, that's what I want to believe. I'm here. Is You know, if I wasn't born, hypothetically, you would not be watching the show. Nothing that you would know in a relationship with me, anything that you would even believe that you know now and how it flows has a connection through me, through you. If I know you, we all have a connection. So it's very fascinating that if one little thing is removed out of that timeline, it would recreate a new timeline, yes. It would create a whole new story. It would never exist. So it's amazing to think of the story that we have created in if we're living in the messages and the stories and the in the things we write and leave behind in the behaviors that we leave behind it's fascinating it's interesting not everybody makes it not everybody is born it's a miracle it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a i forget what it was it's one in a billion chances to be born who you are who you are, who you are, who I am. You are a unique specimen of you. There is no other you. There is no other version of you. There will never be another version of you as you are today. Your spirit, your energy will conform and move into the next realms of existence, however that moves. But there will never be another <clears throat> you. You. Ever. Never not even remotely close. Even if my grandkids look like me, act like me, they just pick up, you know, traits and stuff. But they're never going to be another Iggy Garcia. They're never going to be another anyone. Some of us are like, well, I'm glad that guy ain't coming back. We don't need more of those. But I wish we had more of those guys or those gals, you know. But doesn't that interest you? Doesn't that fascinate you? That we put so much emphasis on the things we don't have and the things that we lack and the things... But yet, we're the most precious miracle that ever existed. The most precious thing. But we don't see ourselves that way. We don't see ourselves as a miracle. We see ourselves as, oh, I wish I wasn't born into this world. It's so crummy. Sometimes. Yeah, the world's crummy sometimes. And so what? Do you want to live a crummy life because other people make it crummy for you? But do you want to live a life is fulfilling and exciting, then that's, that's your job to figure that out. What's that going to be? What's it going to be for you to make a fulfilling life, something that's amazing and wonderful? You know, there are people who died in these earthquakes. This is my point. There are people who died. There are people who who never be with us ever again. And those people, we may not know them directly, but there are other people who know them. There are people who know their stories. There are children who will never be able to tell the story or create the story or be part of the story moving forward because they're no longer with us. You know, every human has a potential to be the most precious gift to the world. We don't know when the next human being is born <clears throat> who creates the most amazing environment, the most amazing find the most amazing cure, the most amazing entertainment, because life is cut short. And some of us aren't even born because just, just because people's decisions about what they feel in, the, in their belief systems. But, you know, it's interesting. It's interesting that the miracle that we are as humans is really totally discounted. And I know some people will not invest in their lives and they're happy 
the way they are and they're happy with what they have. And, you know, I'm not, I'm like, great. You know, I'm not here to conform you. <laughs> I'm not here to tell you that you can't live like that. All I'm saying is this. <clears throat> Redefine yourself. If you're not happy with your, your life, you're not happy who you are. Redefine who you want to be. And by re- when you redefine about who you want to be, that also means that you have to really, 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 really look at things very different than you have been. Because I'll tell you one thing. To redefine who you want to be and, you, and, and to live life differently, you got to make some changes. You got to do some work. You got to put some effort into it. Some of us are very fortunate. Things just fall in our lap. But for the majority of us, it doesn't happen that way. I'll say things do fall in my lap sometimes. I'm pretty fortunate. But the majority of the time, I have to do a lot of work. And it gets really hard sometimes. You know, even to think what it means to redefine who you want to be and how you want to see life, how you want to experience life, that is that is just hard in itself. But I'll tell you, I watch some of these people who sometimes people mock and people make fun of and people, you know, put down or say, oh, that guy's a dick or that girl's, a, you know, she's a whore, blah, blah, blah. <clears throat> but I, I, I go, you know, they're redefining their lives because they probably were never like that at one point. And they just said, you know what, I'm done. I'm done with that. I don't want to be like that anymore. I don't want to be like the average person, whatever average person is. The person who just doesn't give a crap, just does whatever he does and keeps doing the same thing over and over and expects change. But I watch people on podcasts and stuff who do things and try things because they can. There's this one guy who was a, tried to be a comedian. Was he good at it? Not necessarily good, but he did it. He did a podcast, you know, he, you know, he wrestled and another guy, you know, another gal did this and she did that. But they try things. Life is about trying out new coats, new shirts, new ways of living. You know, most people want us to do things because that's the way they did it. You got to go to college because if you don't go to college, you won't get a good job. You won't get $30,000 a year or $40,000 a year. You got to have a degree if you don't have a degree. I'm not knocking degrees. I have an associate's degree, but that's, that doesn't take anywhere anymore, right? But I have friends who are master's degrees, okay? I have, people, I have friends who are doctors. Doctrines? You know, they have their doctor, doctrine's degree. And you know what? They can't find a job. They can't find a job because they're overqualified. Or they just don't fit the mold for that. Or their line of study doesn't fit anything that they studied. So it's like, what's the what's what's the right answer? Now it's it can't find it because they're not looking deep enough, or they're not willing to move, or they're not willing to do things. That could be something. Some people are comfortable where they're at. So if you're comfortable where you're where you're at, you're not going to move, right? And there are a lot of people like that. I know a lot. I'm kind of like that. I like Columbus, Ohio, and though I know there's other places to visit, other places to live, but I've been here so long. I just love Columbus and I love the people. My family's here and my grandkids are here. My other two sets of grandkids are in California. I'd love to be there. Oh, but it's cost of living is too expensive. But you know what? When there's a will, there's a way. When you want something bad enough, you'll go for it. You'll figure it out. When you don't care and you don't have any drive and you're just you know, you're, you're like a, what Debbie Downer or whatever they call them. And you're just totally down. You just don't care. You know, you find yourself alone and then you, then you proved yourself that you're right because you're alone. Ah, nobody likes me. Nobody likes you because you don't like yourself. Nobody likes you because you don't, you don't really inspire people to do anything. You know, people get inspired by other people too. You know, you watch someone's live way of living. You're like, well, man, I don't want to do that. 
away. Oh, I feel bad for them. You feel bad for them. Doesn't mean that they feel bad for themselves. But see, that's that's human nature, no? We look at people and we think they have it hard and off, worst off. And they might be content living like that. And that's the way they want to live. And that's the things the humans sometimes we miss. You know, not everybody can do a podcast. Not everybody wants to do a podcast. Not everybody wants to just be on the radio or share or broadcast themselves all over the world. I seem to enjoy that. You know, I seem to like it. And, you know, I'm redefining myself as I, as I work through these progresses of these shows. Because I have to improve. I have to get better. Because this is my craft. This is my, my life. This is what I enjoy doing. I could have a nine to five, be miserable, bring home paychecks consistently, you know, but then just be totally sick, not well, not taking care of myself. But that doesn't mean that was going to be that way. My whole way of life would be different. I'd have, I'd have to find a new strategy to live. Got to get the anchor off my back. Got to get the anchor off your back. When you look back there, there's this anchor we carry and we drag it through life. And it's always the excuses of why we don't do things and why do we don't we move into the direction we want to move into. And then we conform into a relationship. We 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 become conformists. One party, one of the parties are more dominant than the other. One spouse is more dominant than the other. It doesn't man doesn't matter if it's man or the woman. Or the woman and the woman or the man and the man. It doesn't matter. One is always dominant. And one conforms. One adapts into that conformity and then that's kind of where problems happen in relationships because people gave way themselves in order to conform so they can have a better life so they can keep peace in their home keep peace in their relationship why because to begin with they didn't have the tools or the idea how to communicate to one another what they were feeling you know you watch those relationships where people or married for long periods of time, 65 years, 55 years, 30 years, 40 years. You have to question and say, what got them to stick together like that? I mean, I'm sure they had fights and I'm sure they've had infidelities. I'm sure they've had all kinds of crazy stuff happen to them. But do you ever wonder why they stuck it out? Did they stick it out because they were always happy? Did they stick it out because... Maybe they just knew that that kind of stuff was part of being in a relationship. Not, I'm not talking about abusive, okay? I'm not talking about hurting someone. Just the sheer fact that you're going to have these lows, these dips, and these highs, and you're going to go through these emotional triggers with people because that's what humans do. We're creatures of feelings and emotions, you know? So I always... I think it's really cool when people have stuck it out. Because I know it, it wasn't easy. <clears throat> it can be. Because I've been married 33 years. And it, I can tell you it's not easy. It's not easy because you have to invest. And you have to put a lot of time into it. And you have to sometimes submit a little bit and drop your guard. And listen to what the other person's saying. And vice versa. If you're lucky to have a partner who does the same for you, then that's amazing. But if you have a partner who just totally dominates and controls, that could be hard. That could be difficult. But in the end, we're all human beings. We're all humans. We just want to be loved. We want to be cared for. We want to be acknowledged for who we are, for what we accomplish, and all the things that we give to the world. You know, you may say they're going, I don't want anybody. I don't need to prove anything. No, that's not what I'm saying. You have to hear what I'm saying. Hear what I'm saying. You want to be acknowledged to, as a living, breathing, sentient, honorable, loving human. And what do the humans do? They do things. They are doers and they are beings. You're a human doing and human being. You're, you're being and you're doing. In what you do, in what you be, doesn't necessarily define who you are. 
that just means that there's processes in the things that you work through. So you just do the very best you can with the moments that you have with yourself, with the people you love, the people you care about, and all that comes with that. Because in the long run, our final destiny is that we would, this version of ourselves will depart this planet, will depart this world. <coughs> Excuse me. We will depart this world. Coming into this world, we're born knowing that one day we will leave it. And the people who have birthed us, you know, our mom, you know, our mother who birthed us, who carried us for, you know, nine months. She didn't know what she was doing. She just knew she just, it was happening. They wanted to have a family. They wanted to raise kids, you know, in my particular situation, you know, same with my wife. We wanted to have children. And we got exactly what we wanted, boy, girl, boy, you know. But the thing is this. Some of us will have regrets. Some of us will, you know, say, hey, I wish I had done more. And some of us would say, hey, I did everything I possibly could. I did everything I liked. I did everything I could. What I can say is I've done a lot of stuff in my life. I've done a lot of cool things. I've done a lot of not so cool things. I've had a lot of failures and I've had a lot of down moments, but I had some amazing up moments too. Because that's the story of a human being. Our ups and our downs. We have them, you know, I have this on my microphone. You can see that there. It says it's good to be here. You see that right there. I have that on there as a reminder. While we're here, we might as well enjoy it. We might as well give thanks to it. It's good to be here. And that's my motto. I live by that. And it doesn't always feel good to say, but you know what? Sometimes... I have to say it in order to get me into that space too. Because it unfolds and it opens up the universe for me. For unlimited potential in what happens in my day. And sometimes I shout and sometimes I just say it. It's good to be here. Sometimes when we drum we say it's good to be here. Because it is good to be here. And one day when you truly feel it in your heart, you'll know what I mean when I say that. It's good to be here. Because the actual saying is, it's good for us to be here. I just shorten it up a little more, you know, more hip hop. It's good to be here, you know. Because I believe that. I, I truly believe that. And the biggest thing that I will miss is the people that I've made friends with, the life, the journey, the beautiful tapestry that I've painted which I call my personal life, my personal wake and my personal journey. That's what I'm going to miss. My grandkids, my family. But one day I'll be, I'll be tired and I'll be ready to go because that's what we do. That's what we do. I'll have that. I'll know. You'll know. It's time. When it's your time. If you're fortunate enough to know. <clears throat> Until then, I'm going to enjoy the ride. Do the best I can. And I encourage you to do the same. You just do your best because what else do you have? You are the ship captain. You control your destiny and how you experience your destiny. So however you want to experience it, that is up to you, my friends. I can't tell you how to do it, nor would I tell you how to do it. Unless you ask me what I thought about something, I would give you my perspective on perception on it. It doesn't mean you're going to do it. I've been had countless people tell me how to do things. But I want to thank everybody for tuning in, everybody being here with me and sharing their time. I love you guys dearly. It's good to be here. So visit me on YouTube, you know, Iggy Garcia. 
good to be here. Subscribe to my YouTube channel. And visit me on iggygarcia.com. And I will see you guys next time at a jump circle. And I will see you next time at an event. And with that, I want to say thank you very much. Have a good evening. And take care of yourselves and do the very best. And I'll see you next time.